On dispensers of pets, go hang out at the cons, Renaissance fest, watch animate chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a trekkie, eh, sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the left to F in your dictionary and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor, I'm just the definition of a fanboy, baby. Welcome to the FanboyPlanet.com podcast for November 22nd, just before Thanksgiving. So as we prepare to eat, I joined around the table, not to eat turkey, but to talk comics. Talk turkey turkey. about comics, yeah. That, of course, was our sound engineer and guest commentator, Rick Breschneider. I I can't say guest commentator anymore. You're here every week talking, so... Hey, but he's also doubling a sound engineer, commentator, Rick Breschneider. Across from me, Lon Lopez from MoronLife.com. Hi. And in a rare treat, we have <laughs> the owner of FanboyPlanet.comics, Andy Mead, is here. Hello. After a long absence from the podcast, he's welcome back. Hmm? All right, so, uh, and of course, uh, I believe the theme song would have happened earlier, so yeah. uh, we'd like to thank Mr. Luke Ski, uh, who gave us permission to use his music. Luke Ski. Luke Ski? Yeah. All right, see, you know, Russian? one of the things, I only see it on the... The great Luke Ski. The great Luke from Ski. From www.lukeski.com. dot com. Let's make sure. There we go. <laughs> I'm also. looking over at Andy, and uh, he's he's very thrilled. Well, you know, that's because he's very <laughs> medicated. So uh, we will begin uh, talking comics. Uh, first off, to discuss uh, the pick of the week, the spotlight book that I, I chose, and to see if anybody else has different spotlights. But uh, I have Hatter M, which is subtitled Looking Glass Wars, kind of a comic book spinoff from a novel, single novel, right? Single novel. I think it's planned for three. Okay. Uh, yeah, by Frank Bedor, uh, who... Has turned Alice in Wonderland. This is the this is the age twenty first century. We are totally turning all these classic children's stories on their head. And uh, and now Lon is signaling that he would like this, I'd like to look at Hatteram. This is the fourth issue, the end of a mini series. I believe he's also t- planning to tell a trilogy of mini series about the Mad Hatter, who is Hatter M, a warrior in the service of searching a, for a millinery. There you go, in stereo. <laughs> <laughs> a millinery. Andy and I have both read it. Okay. Uh, is, am I correct that his story is kind of shunted off to the side? It's a minor part of the novel. He's actually pretty decent in the novel. Yeah. He takes he takes a large portion of the beginning of the novel searching for Alice, who's gone back to the real world from Wonderland. Yeah, mm-hmm. Hatterim actually takes place in between chapters, I think. Yeah, um, the, the, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Okay, so I knew it was filling in a blank in the novel, which I have not yet read. But because yeah, I, I, I don't know exactly when he originally shows up in our time. Um, but he spends ten years looking for. Her. It's and, the 1850s. Yeah. He's running through Pat Paris. Uh, the first issue, I think, crossed over into sort of thinking that he was doing the murders in the Rue Morgue. Some of the stuff in there does show up in the book. Does it? So, like one of the exchanges with the he goes to hat stores because mm-hmm. he thinks in Wonderland hats are weapons, and so he thinks that the hat stores he might be able to buy a weapon a weapon hat because mm-hmm. he's lost his. And that scene, that scene is out of the book. 
Okay. So, so Andy he questioned didn't get to see me. the James Bond movie. No, Andy questioned me on this because, uh, yes, thanks. Uh, he questioned me on this because it's an odd choice to say with number four, but it is the end of a miniseries. We'll assume there's a trade paperback coming soon, but FanboyPlanet.comics does have all four issues, and they're still on the uh, current comic shelf, right? Well, what a great book. Yes. I mean, it, it's uh, Ben Templesmith. Art, it hits on all cylinders. And between this and Fell, I've become a Ben Templesmith fan. Totally. I enjoyed 30 Days of Night, but I didn't like the art all that much, though that was Templesmith. Yeah. And then uh, this, Hatterim, caught my attention. Templesmith it, has a uh, Bill Sienkiewicz yep. kind mm-hmm. of sensibility. You'd, For the 21st century. You don't like him when you first see it. You think, what is this? Yeah. And then as his art starts and the story start to merge together, mm-hmm. Um, you start to see that this is the art that this story needs. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. definitely that way in Fell. Oh, yeah. There couldn't be another artist for Fell. And it's definitely that way in Hatterim. I'm yeah. re- I've really enjoyed it. Look forward to the to the trade. I actually discovered this at WonderCon last year, and another reason I wanted to spotlight it, just to be able to talk about how as convention season's about to ramp up in a couple of months, uh, although I guess there's a, a minor one, just uh, Sacramento's having one December 9th or 10th. I can't remember which Road date. trip. <laughs> oh. Yeah, okay, I will no. send Lon as my representative. But also, I, I can't make it that day. Okay. Uh, if you're it's picking Hatter M, if you're picking Hatter M as your pick of the week, mm-hmm. we highly recommend, at least I know me and Rick do, highly recommend the novel in, in and of itself. Right. right. I, I, like I said, I've heard Just, great things about the novel. Yeah, that, you can get it. You can get the trade English version in paperback if you have books or a little order for you, or it just came out U.S. hardback. Okay. Uh, I'm not even sure. I, I'm assuming the bookstore could, or, I, could order it for me. Um, if you run into the guy at conventions and he is making the rounds, and he does have Frank Miller, yeah, I bought it from him. Yes, he has copies there. And I said I I bought the first issue from him at WonderCon, and uh, one of the great thing about going to cons is you get to discover these little things. And yeah, I didn't have enough money to buy the novel. I would have if I had enough cash on. Yeah, the British cover. Derek's always trying to one up me. What? How so? It's easy. And so the British cover is lovely too. I mean, all, all three of the covers is British yeah, art. There's a paper, that's, and he's got a soundtrack album. There's a soundtrack video <laughs> album for and the I novel. And I think he's doing it. Developed his own CCG. I didn't quite understand in the, the back CCG of the books. they demoed last year at Worldcon, and um, I didn't actually play it. He decided not to produce a paper, but you can play it online either now or soon. They're going to have. They're going to actually put the game out as a as a CCG play online game. Okay, all right. So a full multimedia experience by just picking up one issue of Adoram. That sounds hooked. awesome. It does. Uh, Andy had a, had a pick from last week. He's I think willing to talk about, or at least worth talking about all all the way through here, because uh, he hasn't had a chance as a store owner. And it's busy Wednesday. Is of course a very busy day. Not a lot of chance to read the books that, that have come out on that day. But from last week, you enjoyed Ultimate Fantastic Four. Mike Carey, I think, is writing that. Uh, so, I'm a big fan of. Yeah, we like we like Mike Carey, who just finished up a 75 issue run of Lucifer, making us feel sorry for the devil. <clears throat> and he just finished up a run on Hellblazer. Sympathy. Uh, dang it. Yeah, <laughs> both. I'm I'm bitter. I didn't get the sympathy for the devil pun out first, and that I somehow gave an opening <laughs> for Andy to mention Hellblazer. Damn you, Mead! Uh, so you, you fell right into that one. I did. I fell into your trap. Uh, so Ultimate Fantastic Four, in which Mike Carey is doing a riff on uh, Jack Kirby's Fourth World. So uh, Jason Shockett was last week on Fanboy Planet, kind of saying, "Oh, you know, finally is," and it was, but it was fun. Uh, but see, what I liked about it was it was 
There's, there's, what was that expression on your face? Steve said, I think uh, Andy just about passed a fourth world. <laughs> As I said, I said the part I liked, and Steve said was this bit with me in it now. <laughs> All right. Um, <clears throat> no, the, uh, the thing that I, I, I'm enjoying most about it is it's coming off a lot more science fiction-y mm-hmm. um, than the books that are – Either company's putting out that's trying to be science fiction, right? And more hard science fictiony than uh, than the actual original Jack Kirby. The, yeah, uh, it's paying homage to Kirby, definitely giving the. But there was things that uh, that artist Pas- Pasquale Ferry, yeah, who had done some really. Good, it started doing which that. is a very manly name, by the way. But he's great. Yes. Although he's in, he's one of those artists. He he draws like it's somehow the superhero version of the Harvey comics. If you look at it, it's like there's something that looks like the old Casper and hot stuff. I feel like really hardcore serious. I'd love to see him try it, like do some kind of weird pastiche that. It, but that's my thing. Uh, but it looks Kirby-esque, and yet he's adopting the DC fourth world stuff in, in using the Marvel concepts. Thanos is... Right. Well, see, the, when I read it, for some reason, I, I know who Thanos is Star Fox's cousin or brother or something on the yeah, Titans. Yeah. But I know who Thanos is, but for some reason, I don't know if it's the Infinity Cube. There's a big chunk of Marvel timeline that I didn't read because Secret War 2 just drove me away from Marvel for And that would a be decade. where most of the Thanos and Star Fox stuff was developed. I don't yeah. know who Thanos is, really. Um, I'm reading this Ultimate thing. I don't know who these characters are supposed to be, you know, who their counterparts will be mm-hmm. in the, like, the regular Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. And um, most don't have counterparts. Okay. The big thing is Thanos... But it's completely other than using that name, and there's some vague resemblance. But Thanos does look a lot like Darkseid, and I think in one of the crossovers, the DC Marvel crossovers. I mean, that was commented on. I think was the Avengers, uh, Avengers JLA crossover that Thanos and Darkseid met. Uh, but anyway, yeah. well, no, I'm just saying it's. I didn't see Thanos coming. I didn't know this was a story about Thanos, and you never will. Oh, that's what makes him so cool. Yes. I, I, and that's one of the things I enjoyed about it was I didn't see where this was going. Mm-hmm. Um, and too many books today that I read, I, I see I see where they're going immediately. Too much foreshadowing. Too much, too much foreshadowing. No, too much predictable writing. There you go. Yeah, Delon's right. It's too much bad writing, and um, I didn't see where this was going. And there was been a couple cliffhangers. The cliffhanger that's resolved in this issue. Um, I guess two issues ago, the cliffhanger was just spectacular. I just at the end of it, you think, "Wow, you know, they've really got it." Mike Carey's really telling a good, solid story, um, and I'm pushing this on guys that like the space science fiction stuff, even though they don't read the superhero stuff, because I think it's a good science fiction story. Yeah, if it didn't ha- even having the ultimate Fantastic Four must be called them the ultimate Fantastic Four. Even How having the Fantastic not the ultimate four. Like, the Avengers aren't the Avengers, they're the Ultimates. Ultimates. Yeah. Why don't we just call them the Ultimate Four? I think they call themselves the Fantastic Four. The Four from the Fantastic. Mm. Or the Fabulous Four. (laughs) That's us, Lon, that's (laughs) us. Oh, okay. Plus our mascot, Adam. Mm. So, uh, and then Steve in the back giving us orders. He woke Adam up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's reading Wolverine. Uh, A Wolverine that that has Andy perplexed by how can Wolverine regenerate if he's nothing but a skeleton. And it's sort of answered there, but... Well, don't you, you watch know, Heroes? You know, no, I don't. Oh, okay. I, ha- I haven't had a chance yet. <laughs> you know, the thing is, it's like, to be honest, at this point, they've, they've over-Wolverine me so much, I don't care how Wolverine can survive without us. Right, it's true. Did you guys see the issue where Wolverine was hungry and he ate a piece of his arm? 
to uh Yes. I believe yeah. it was in uh Wolver- that, that to me is over Wolverining Wolverine. So yes, I yeah, agree with, I agree with Andy. Really, I was back he, in the I was back the in the, when yeah. uh when Garth Ennis had the Punisher <laughs> run over him with a steamroller, I was over Wolverine then. Yeah. But you know the thing is though, the Wolverine in Astonishing X Men is perfect. Absolutely. Yeah. But then doesn't everything Joss Whedon do come out perfect? I haven't seen everything that's come out of Joss Whedon. Ew. Okay, moving on. <laughs> so, <laughs> image. It's it's not like uh you know Jeff Loeb who has a Teen Wolf in his past. Uh, you know, <laughs> but no, it's don't we all have a Teen Wolf? Wolverine in our past? is Wolverine's an no. interesting character. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can be done well. The the problem the problem that Marvel's going to have is they've got guys like Josh Wheaton and Ed Brubaker who are showing us what these characters can be and what they can do. And Marvel's not the, these other guys just aren't picking up the slack. You know, mm-hmm. the guys that are writing Wolverine right now, who cares about what's going on in Wolverine? I got Astonishing X-Men to read. Yeah. You know what book I want to know about is Venom. Oh, okay. Thank you. Well, uh, by the way, did you see, uh, did you get a chance to see the pirated trailer that was uh, floating around uh, uh, a couple weeks ago for Spider-Man 3, where the, uh, they had not finished special effects, and then somebody leaked it, and it was apparently leaked from the special effects house, where it was like the trailer that was out, that officially was released, but at the end, it had Topher Grace. So this is not this is not a fake. Had Topher Grace praying in the church, where we do see in the trailer Peter Parker ripping the black costume off mm-hmm. and saying, "Please, all I ask is that you kill Peter Parker." That was actually Comic Con footage. And then okay, and then the uh, then the the, the symbiote drips down. drips down, and the trailer was does end with. Venom looking up and the huge teeth and he's going rah and leaping out of the audience. Apparently nice. they, perhaps they thought that that would be too, uh, uh, they'd have to frightful give it, for the student, have to for the, the children. Trailer, trailer how a can, higher rating. Yeah. How can that movie have the Green Goblin, the black suit, and Venom all in one movie? I don't think it's going to. I think. I mean, if it ends with Venom appearing, it might. I can get it, but. I can't. See. Venom deserves a. Mo- I mean, I don't. Well, like- this would be brilliant on their part if that's what it. What, what you're just positing is that he becomes Venom at the very end, and they go. To, you know, it's like another to, to be continued. continued thing. But I don't think they're going to go that way. I'm sorry, and that's because they're only con- the actors are only contracted through through three. They However, though, renewed. they have all talked about doing more see, with the right. I just can't so. see them doing. I, I don't like Venom as a character. I'm going to pause it. I have some in, I have some inside information that I don't think that Sony uh, is all that interested in having Tobey Maguire come back. Interesting. Be the point. Who are they going to bring Tobey back? Tobey Maguire is he, he's the perfect Peter Parker. Yeah, but uh, I, he's I okay. but he's I, I can't I can't betray what I know. I can betray it off. Who are they the going to bring in? Chad Michael Murray or I don't <laughs> even know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently he's hot. Oh, okay. uh, Emilio Estevez. Mm. Now, he's not a young gun anymore. <laughs> he's not. Uh, he's in that movie Bobby that just opened today. Uh, you know. Elijah matter? Wood. Does it really matter? Elijah do they have Wood. to keep the same actor for the four? I don't think I mean, they do. I no. obviously, it's just like I mean, Batman. Any number, uh, like Bond, you know, they, you, yeah, you I switch think it you up can, I time. think you can recast, and if, you might as well. Get, get the audience used to that. If Toby Mag- oh, well, if you want to get that. I'm just saying, if Toby McGuire wants to do it, I don't see why they don't let him. I, think he's, I, I didn't think he was going to be a good Spider-Man when I first saw it, and then when I saw him as it, 
I, when I saw him as Peter Parker, mm-hmm. I thought he was... No, thought, I'm not going to argue with Andy, because Andy's holding a knife right now. And, <laughs> um, he gets very passionate about his opinions. I'm just a little worried. That's all. Thank if, you, he can't, if he can't make it, back it up with logic, he will back it up with a blade. <laughs> uh, I don't want to get cut. Thank you. Yeah. Everyone right. should just realize I'm always right. <laughs> uh, Adam, would you take him back into his cell now? And uh, but let's look to the future. Uh, uh, the future, Derek. The future. Oh wait, sorry. That's, in, a, that's in, a Conan O'Brien. In, very very soon we have New <laughs> Universal, the which uh, Andy. New was, Universal, the studio. Or no, what are we no, not about? New Universal, the comic. Oh. New Universal, which is a revival of New Universe from Marvel, written by Warren Ellis. And so, Andy, you made an observation off the record that uh, there we go. So we were, we talked about this, I think, before. So. Did you? But yeah, Andy but she, hasn't. But Andy made a good observation, and your fear for the universal is what? Well, the new universe sucked. <clears throat> yes, we concur. Um, it was another one of Jim Shooter's ill-conceived. I don't know why they why they kept giving him a pencil. because <laughs> um, he was editor in chief. He's only done one thing that's even worth wild, in my opinion. That was the stuff he did at Valiant. Well, I would beg to differ. We mentioned last. Uh, no, we we didn't actually podcast that. We was hanging out and we talked about Legion of Superheroes. That he yeah. pretty much defined the Legion of Superheroes and made it a, a huge fan favorite. Was the sixties? Of course, he was thirteen at the time. He's which, a wonder kind, which is is frightening. Is well, uh, he clearly lost it when he hit King? puberty. King, King. Anyways, Sorry, I'm not. German. The new universe sucked. Warren Ellis clearly doesn't. I'm just. I have no idea. <laughs> So is this basically ultimate new universe? I, I don't sound effects by Steve. Mm. <laughs> well, you know... power. Oh, oh there, there we, we go. go. Are we still recording? Sound effects by Steve. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. It's Mrs. O'Leary's cow yeah. now showing. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. And we're back. Thank you, Mr. Simonetti. <laughs> hey, me, me. No, the radio station can be taken off the air by one. <laughs> I mean, I just, I, I look at this, I mean, you know, there's Starbrand and... Yeah. Um, are, are, I like, the Starbrand was the one of those that really kind of held together for me. Let's see, I, I, I didn't find Nightmask that objectionable. I thought I Night Mouse. I, I didn't like. <laughs> so, so do you think the reason it sucked so much was, do you think the premises were at least uh, interesting and maybe if they were written differently or do you think the execution failed? Nightmask has an interesting premise. Starbrand has an interesting premise. Justice has an interesting premise. Although Starbrand's premise was basically Green Lantern. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, yeah. Wasn't there another Couldn't. one called like Super Pro or something like that? Oh, no, that's NFL no. Super Pro. Oh. It was not part of the new universe. There was Spitfire. Spitfire uh, and the Troubleshooters. Spitfire and the Troubleshooters. And Kickers Weren't they a rock band? Incorporated. Kickers Inc., yeah. <laughs> and then there was, one, there was one group of kind of freakish people. I can't remember what that one was called. Um, Freaks? Oh, no, that was... The no. Ultraverse. That Ultraverse. was not the Ultraverse. Freaks. Yeah. Mm. Was it, it Terror Incorporated no, or anything? No, no. Or? I don't know. That was a weird one. Yeah, let's oh let's save that for our uh for the the, the thing later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so uh we we can talk about but uh speaking of new universes and how the entire country and I love this has gotten suckered into liking superheroes and yet they cannot admit that they are thanks to one hit oh, series. I have to excuse myself. On, on NBC. Andy is enforcing a spoiler on himself. A spoiler on himself because someday he might watch it on DVD. Heroes. Which, I'm going to watch it. Okay, you're going to watch it. Yeah. And, no. Well, you should. Mm-hmm. One, because I'm still danged impressed that they keep making correct references to comic book stories. 
You know, if they name a comic book and they name an issue, it's the right <laughs> issue. It's it's fantastic. It makes me weep. <laughs> it makes my wife look at me funny, but you know that's that's okay. So uh, your wife, your wife always looks at you funny. Yes, I know. You're a comedian, Derek. Come on. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yes, heroes on NBC. I originally save the cheerleader, save, save the world. world. Wow, I haven't heard that enough. No. Um. Although they they said in this last issue, we learned what that meant. We didn't. And we didn't. We didn't really. No. no. Last issue. Last episode. Last issue. <laughs> but it does feel that way because it's always chapters. Oh, you yeah. love that. Didn't you love the one where it was on the sand? Oh, and the water washed up it over. It was brilliant. Yeah. They're doing, they have some really nice aesthetic touches to that. And of course, this week there was an announcement that Hiro, not Hiro, Hiro, Hiro. will, uh, they've cast his father. And he's going to be played by Ben Vereen, from yeah. what I hear, right? Or, right. Uh, oh, okay. if, if Ben Vereen can't do it, George Takei will step oh, in and nice. play. Hero's father. Wait a minute. Hero had a gay dad? How does that work? <laughs> you know, I... we it's went 60 years of that man without... His, it's with his a, superpower. You know, oh. at least 35 years of Star Trek fandom, we did not define George Takei as gay. He comes out, and now that's all anybody can say about him. It may have to do with the fact that he's defining himself as gay. <laughs> right. I mean... But, He's, he's That's his bread and butter now. Well, it's his bread on. and butter now, sure. I mean, because, you know, William Shatner's embraced the fact that he's whatever Bye. William Shatner Bye. is. Bye, curious. A talk show host? I mean, a, a game show host? He's a game, I haven't, is the, has that game show started? It started. It's been a couple of episodes Oh, I haven't already. seen that. No, yeah. it's horrible. Uh, yeah, but uh, Takei is the dad of Hero. Yes. Now, do we know if Takei can pull off a realistic uh, Japanese... Accent or I mean Japanese? Like, does he speak Japanese? Uh yes, he was interned in the camps. Really? Yes. Uh, George oh my! Takei actually, or no? What's he saying? Oh my! No, you're right. It's oh my. Uh, I George steal Takei that from Stern, though. was indeed. It was. It rhymes as he's gay, right? So, go ahead. Okay, I'll stop. But he, yes, he does speak Japanese. He is. Oh uh, well, konbanwa, konnichiwa. He is. He say, I think, second generation. His parents were from Japan directly, and. Clearly enough that, uh, close enough that he was, you know, in an internment camp. I read Farewell to Manzanar at one point. Oh, well, good. Well, if Takei's listening, I just want to say, Doko ni Ginko e Arimashita. That means where's the uh, library. All right. Anyways, moving on. Very important for a fanboy to know. If you're yes. in Tokyo, I, you know, where's the manga? Manga library. Yes, there yes. You go. Unfortunately, you're not like the, the, the new hero that arose that, uh, you know, could absorb this stuff. I find that funny that they keep saying a new hero arises. Like, they can't say superhero. Right. right. Or just, because, because that'll be a trademark violation. They can't say mutant, apparently. And so, and, and yet and they're hero, not, they're not hero heroic. Seems to be, yeah, a hero they're, seems to be just a classification rather than a definition of whether they're good or bad. Bad, right. Because they're not all good. Yeah. Wait, I forget which new one appeared in this one. Uh, there was, uh, oh, we wait- saw Siler up front, up close. Right. right. We still don't see his face, but, uh, there's a new, uh, there was the new waitress who can, uh, she, yeah, was but she appeared last week. Was yeah. there one this week? Yeah. Uh, no. 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 Oh, okay. I yeah. caught up, you know, because I actually, what I did was a TiVo. And, oh, no, there was the little boy. We found out. That was last boy. Ep- uh, that was, that well, was we knew he had last. powers too. See, oh. I mean, it's just, but the thing is, uh, NBC, I almost said Marvel. NBC had this great, Tagline, and it did force me. We T-bowed this, and so I was watching two weeks ago's episode Monday night, and at the end of it, it says, "Don't, don't hear about it on Tuesday morning. You've got to watch it Monday night." Yeah, I saw. And that. my wife looked at me and said, "Well, we've got it." 
Shall we? <laughs> so I was up to like midnight on Monday night catching up to Heroes. And because I, it was true. I mean, and it's like, it's true. Uh, the people I work with talk about this. Everybody seems to watch it. Yep. This is like, this is the water cooler show. Everybody at lunch. It's there. a water cooler show about superheroes, people. Yep. It's a great time to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's a new renaissance. But but also though, can we can we get down to the nitty grit and go It's a great time to be Tim Sale, by the way, who oh, his art, art is all over. Everybody knows. They don't know him, but they know his art. So. But what my question though is, is the sh- okay, so we're all talking about it, we're all watching it. Is the show any good? Is what I'm I'm posing the question to all of you. <laughs> I am very fascinated by the soap operatic elements of it. I I do think that it promises more than it delivers on an episode-by-episode basis, but I don't necessarily blame the show. I think that's just I fall into the hype of what the mm. the, the network is, is saying it is. I, I had some problems. Uh, I, I, say this, I may have brought this up before, but they kept calling Claire invulnerable. That's the cheerleader. Right. And I said she's not invulnerable. She they finally changed the factor. word. They finally changed it to she's indestructible, which I'm willing to live with. Yeah. I'm willing to accept that she's indestructible. She can recover from anything. Yes, and like, apparently we, she knows how to re-snap uh, her own bones, apparently, too. So I think they just automatically do. No, 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 no there was, she has to take some effort. And uh, the, the same thing happened when uh, Peter... Peter yeah. Okay. Her power. I love how they all just know how to... Well, Peter's a nurse, so he would know how to re-snap re- yeah. his own bones. But she, after she got thrown into the wall... Because he's had so much practice. But I mean, so then she kind of she had her arm and she's like, "Oh, it's all better." So I was. Oh, who knows how many times she's done it to herself? See now, my wife has been very panicked about Peter's fate, and and this is the one thing about this is being a fanboy. You saw it coming, didn't you? See you? Coming. I was like, well, he's the, he, Peter's the mimic. Yeah. So, uh, which I immediately turned to. And, and I'm grateful for my wife not slapping me for saying this. I'm like, well, you know, Peter's the mimic. Calvin Rankin, one of my favorite X-Men. I've said too much, haven't I? You know, and you have to look at that. <laughs> I was with you. I was with you all the way. <laughs> you know, I, I know. It's, it, he's a mimic. And so, you know, the, the, and I brought it up the next day at, at work saying, yeah, you know, he's just. Right. But they're all, like, all their, every single character is stolen. Like, their powers are. Stolen from the X Men, right? I mean, well, are there any original powers anyway? I mean, who who could you come up with that's new? You know, that... there's. I could make one up right now. I don't know, uh, the Squeaky Chairman. I don't know. You know, oh, you not, can't even it's do not it. Not even work. You can't now. even do it. Damn it. Superior sound engineering. There you go. Uh, <laughs> there we go. We've discovered Rick. That's my power. Mutant but I guess, I guess, okay. Can here's, we say mutant? Here's my fanboy backlash. Yes, right. I think it's cool that everybody's watching a, a superhero show, but at the same time, uh, that, there's that superhero back or uh, fanboy backlash where you're kind of like, wait a minute, I know superheroes, I'm a fanboy, I've been reading for years, and now all of a sudden all these other people are jumping on this quote-unquote bandwagon or whatever. Right, and, and they're in a still going to look down on you. Well, true, but at the same time, they're going to be like, oh, that cheerleader is so awesome, and you want to go, look, you know, in total fanboy mode, you want to go, um, he's, she's only copying Wolverine, yeah. you know what I mean? Or, and much doesn't have the claws. Right. That guy's just pretty Kitty right. Pride. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he phased through the walls, it's all uh, crazy. Yeah. Uh, Kenny Pride did it first. Did you see when he put his arm in her? And then, but yeah, I gotta right. say, was not a thrilling moment when Hero came back from the future with the sword and all in black and speaking that English was, perfectly? That was a real turning point for uh, the that show. Was, it, it was, because that, for me, I was like, I went, show entirely. I went, ee, ee. you know, I wish you could see that visual. <laughs> I don't know, for me, though, I, it, uh, I've heard my 
myself doing easy, this sound. Easy, Tiger. <laughs> I think for me, seeing the congressman fly was pretty exciting. That was awesome, too. When he the takeoff. Off. And, and that he refuses to accept those powers. I do yeah. think it's a really he's realistic... He's a real... Well, there's two, is, there's two things Well, about he's married this. to a Dixie chick, so he's a liberal. Is he really? Yeah, he's the married to Natalie, pa- Natalie Maines. Yeah. Oh, Natalie Payne. Natalie that Maines. was a Freudian slip. Oh, and I like the Dixie chicks. <laughs> two things about the show. The, um, the fact that they are keeping them separate. They're not all getting together at once, which mm-hmm. is kind of like well, the, same, the same thing. is Every time they do get together, mm-hmm. it's great. When when they when they you do see two of them together when Hero shows up and there's mm-hmm. uh, there's the the uh, politician mm-hmm. and they they have an interchange but they're not all getting together at the Hero Shack mm-hmm. and going out to fight right the villain but they, they don't know what's going on didn't one they or two hype of them kind of have an idea this week that all the heroes pass are going to cross this week or something well wasn't we, that I the mean, big only know, a couple you, of once them once you understand Petrelli's Peter Petrelli's power it's very obvious that who, that's... Do we know who that actor's name is, by the way? Uh, Milo Ventimiglia. Because he is the poor man's Keanu Reeves. But anyways, go ahead. Oh, he's a heart He was on Gilmore Girls. They tried to build a Yeah, family. but his acting style is very... Oh. No, you're just, going, oh, you're just going with the hair. No, well, there's that too. But his acting style is very delayed a la Keanu Reeves. I'm sorry, but I cut you off. You were saying... I don't know what I was saying. Well, then Thanks. F you, buddy. Anyways. Right. But, uh, um, you know, enjoying the show, yes. Except I, I noticed, uh, you know, I really liked that the horn room, the guy with the horn room glasses, the vil- that they set up to be the villain, isn't so clearly villainous yeah. either. And it's, it's hard to judge. I was fascinated by the fact that uh, I did not pick up until this week that Claire cheerleader was going to high school in texas apparently odessa texas is the only town in texas where they have everything about texas except the accents because i've never heard anyone on that show speak with a texan accent yeah and if you've ever been to texas they don't talk like you and me that's a good point interesting you know so maybe they're all part of the secret government plan (laughs) no but uh the one thing i didn't want to complain about the show is is every week like, all the main characters are just turning up with powers. We found out, like, the kid oh, the, the had kid a power. Was, the kid was and then a little bit too much. There were all these things where it's like, what? Which, they, you know, and I then the waitress up. has got a power. But I the, suspected that he had a power from the very beginning. Sure. Because she said, like, he was really good with computers, like, scary. Well, I mean, he's computers. technically he's related to him, that's fine. But then, like, you know, Hero and the, the buddy go to the diner, and they meet another one. You know, it's just, like, all these coincidences. Well, and, the buddy doesn't have a power. Well, the buddy's what gonna bite it soon, probably. That's what I—that's my prediction. But you know, so. yeah, I know. You might as well just call him. Take a superhero named Sacrificial yeah, Lamb. Yeah, he's yeah he's gonna be the <laughs> total, big yeah. red shirt. <laughs> exactly. Okay. There we go. We should be more appropriate. If if Hito buys him a red shirt, and then there's a joke, I, you know, <laughs> and then it's Takai a kills him. Mr. Loeb, you may take that one freely from us, <laughs> and it's just an honor. It's not that I know that he listens to us, but he's... And look for Squeaky Chairman on Heroes. <laughs> Coming soon. Mm. Oh, well, let's, oh, God, let's God. turn to something we... It's not necessarily exclusive, but... Uh, Andy's but back. Andy's back, because he sensed that the... Hello. ...conversation was dying down. <laughs> it was dying down as much as his cigarette was. So Andy, Andy speaks the on the podcast like he's testifying for in front of Congress. <laughs> and, and, and like Hello. he was molested as a child. Yeah. Show us where... Yes, you touched me there. I, no. I, <laughs> I, take I refuse to answer that on the grounds it might incriminate me. I thought so. Uh, but uh, Rick spent last weekend at what? <laughs> <laughs> yes, okay. A visual again. 
It doesn't work on a podcast. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Rick spent last Be weekend there. with his son down at Gen Con. Gen Con SoCal. Gen- Anah- uh, right, you have to call it that, Gen Con right. SoCal. Because yes. there's Gen Con Anaheim, which is the big, big one. Oh, I didn't realize. I thought no, this was... Pardon me. Gen Con SoCal and Gen Con Indy. Okay. SoCal's in Anaheim. Okay. There we go. Yes. Yeah, so uh, we we got there Thursday night. We stayed through Sunday. Had a great time. There were a couple of comic-related... Yes, do share. Do share. In particular, we didn't play, but I watched the Marvel Heroes game that's being brought up by Fantasy Flight Games. Uh, Nexus, I think, is the... Which the photograph you sent me, which I promise I will have posted by Friday... Looks to me like they are. It's like Marvel is competing directly with Hero Clicks in some way. They look very Hero Clicky to me. I just happen to have the, a visual. I have a visual, <laughs> but you'll put a visual on the web too. Um, they, uh, yeah, they have small characters pre-painted uh, that are used in the game. Hero Clicks actually has a gimmick where the base of the base of the sure. figure is used to keep its stats. And, ch- and show what the powers are in any given time. These are just these are just counters, really. These get okay. put on the map to show you where the hero is. The map is the island of Manhattan, the surrounding boroughs, and the way the game gets played is you choose one of the factions: the Avengers, the Fantastic Four, the Marvel Knights, or the X Men, and you get like four heroes and their nemesis. So for the X Men, it's Magneto. For the Marvel Knights, it's uh, Kingpin. And the person to your left of you gets the nemesis. So if you're playing two people, you just exchange, but you go around the table. So the game is played as a series of encounters with the nemesis and other villain cards get played against you by the other people playing at the table, mm. and you advance through the story. I, a friend of mine play, was actually in, there was one limited uh, playtest. They had a pre-production copy of the game there. And he said it was quite funny. He compared it to a game that people might recognize called Descent, uh, as far as the complexity of play and the length of play, uh, but a little more closed end than Descent. Well, let me ask a question with this. Is it a self-contained set? It, to differentiate it from Heroclix even further, the thing with Heroclix is it's, it's like a drug. Because they keep coming out with new series, I'm staring at it. It's like at, an addiction. It's like an addiction. I don't want to admit that I have an addiction. I don't. I was. I've, I've been free of hero clicks. Been clean for about two years, <laughs> and now Andy's informing me that there's a series coming out that will totally get me back in. Go ahead, Andy. Say it. What's the name of it? DC Origins, which will feature a lot of Golden Age characters. I thought he was going to say New Universe. New oh, Universe. God. Alan Scott. Alan Scott. Oh. I can have a you know. Silver. Jay Garrick. Is there a Ma Hunkle figure? If there's a Ma Hunkle, there's going to be some. There's, there's also going to be some. 50, you know, it's not an there's also going to be if you no. control it. There's also going to be a lot of fifty-two. <laughs> There'll be some fifty-two characters. There'll be fifty-two. Supernova. You just want to control it to get okay. one of everything. I know. Well, you know, I no. Actually, this year, uh, uh, the, the break in my in, in my addiction was that actually for my birthday, someone gave me the well, someone a very special someone, Mr. Michael Goodson. Uh, the pimp ass editor of Fanboy Planet uh, gave me the ambush bug figure. Oh, awesome! So you know he went on eBay and got that because it was like I didn't want to is buy he, those books. Is that one of the elevated stands or no? Ambush bug sitting there and I just love it. He's it's carved reading a newspaper with a big hole in it so he can see through like awesome. he's like no one will notice him, but still dresses ambush bug with the antenna. I, I I haven't played the game in at least a year. I, my nephews are into it. It would be really good if his superpower was to know that he was in a game. Yeah. <laughs> if I could put together just like, you know, a team of dumb heroes, because I've got the Plastic Man in mailbox form. 
Uh, you know, so if, if there's an impossible man figure, then it would be great to put like you know the, the all the lame ones. Go for the like... whole inferior five. Oh my gosh! If Origins has an inferior five, ah, um, you know, and, and it's my goal. I understand. Let's see, there's an Invincible set coming out. There's an someone else just got there that uh, WizKids is reviving the uh, the Indie Clicks concept for little one-off sets like that. So there's an Invincible okay. one. There's a Green Lantern core. Uh, and, and I believe in Supernova, there are a few Marvel zombies. So they're oh, wow. including... Did not know that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, they're, they're the ones eating their way out of the box even now. But to answer your question, which mm-hmm. was how we got started on this, yeah, I know. It, looks, it looks entirely like it could be I'm expanded. I'm the one with ADD. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I'm seriously on topic with That was ADD. a confession, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> It looks like it could be expanded, but there's no need to. I mean, you've got the Avengers, you've got the Fantastic Four. I've got to say, Rick, with Heroclix, there's no need yeah, to yeah, expand. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But it does no, look fun. I, and what's the age? Does it say the age? Wait, the I have age a... group is, is it's probably uh, young teen to uh, old guy who's strange and hangs out with young teens. <laughs> well, I'd say that uh, Wait, pretty much hits our demographic. I had a question. <laughs> yes. Um. One of the problems that I have with Heroclix... Oh, look, a Greg Horn Emma Frost card. i got to say, go ahead. Yeah, one of the problems that I have with Heroclix is that if I have, like, Mr. Fantastic, I can't... He doesn't have a power where he can, like, stretch out and wrap around the guy next to him and hold him. Um, Do these... Does the, the powers that they have match the hero? I don't know, but I'll find out for you, Andy, and I'll get back to you. You know what my problem with Heroclix is? I'm not just... I'm not a big fan of clicks. That's all there is to it. Well, uh, I like the heroes, not <laughs> so, so much, much the, the clicks. Yeah. Because all of us were scarred I just think by we clicks all in get high around. school. Do you yeah. download the music? <laughs> Thank you, old man. A related <laughs> sidebar, because you keep you brought this up, there's another game system coming out. There's a very popular fantasy uh, science fiction combat game called HeroScape, right, which is partially about the hexagonal terrain that all clicks in together and you can build anything. It just came out with castles for Christmas. And, um, they are doing a Marvel version of Heroes. Ah. So it'll be another system. Now, this is a game. This is a board game. The Marvel Heroes is a board game. Mm-hmm. So, but these will be combat systems. And the Heroescape system plays so much faster than Hero Clicks and is, in my opinion, much more fun. And the way they merchandise it, you buy a box, you know everything that's in that box, you get the whole set, you're done. If you want the Fantastic, when they do this, you'll buy the Fantastic Four box. It'll have four figures in it. You'll know mm-hmm. which ones they are. You'll take it home. You'll be done. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Which, again, WizKids has been doing a little bit with their one-off sets. You know, if you're collecting figures of like the a big ones. Green Ooh, Lantern yeah. Core. I've seen, it hasn't been released yet, but I've seen it. The Future Past set that's coming out with the Logan. Days of Future Past? Yeah, with the Logan and the Sentinel and Rachel... Summers, Summers as the, the hound, hound phoenix. Yeah. Yes. It's okay. really nice looking. Okay, is that going to be a box set? Just a box, those three figures, and that's it. Oh, well, that's cool. That's very cool. So, <laughs> moving on from Gen Con, because you had a good time and you met Luke who gave you permission, uh, or you've, I guess you've met him before. I, I've met him before, but we actually had a little conversation. I mentioned the podcast. He said, you guys have per- permission. Would he to be officially a filker? He is probably officially a filker. Yeah, okay. he's Ugh. he's very big on Doctor Demento. He's one of his his cuts right now is number two on the Doctor Demento request. He's still alive, Doctor Demento. Yeah, it's just not yeah. broadcast in the Bay not Area. In the Bay Area, unfortunately, uh. and this would be a great audience for him. 
But uh, I, since we've got Thanksgiving, I thought, to, and, and Lon already had a suggestion, I'm just going to throw this out. We're going to do some thematic stuff. We're going to say what we're thankful for? Yeah, thankful. Uh, well, let's say thankful in comics. What are we thankful oh. in fandom for? It's a great time to be alive. Thankful for. But also think of your Thanksgiving turkeys, the worst oh. things of this year, oh. you know, things that you've hated. Rick's going to edit in a little turkey sound right there, right? Like a little <laughs> or something. I think it's right there. Oh. oh, there's our venom turkey. Yes. Yes, I'm sorry. Oh, so we're uh, Thanksgiving yeah. turkeys? Is that what we're going on? Sure. Or? Oh, uh, well, I just was saying Terror Inc. was uh, turkey. A long time ago, yes. Terror, wow. Terror Inc. Who, what were they thinking? Uh, well, he appeared in uh, Shadowline. Was it the Shadowline saga? Do you guys remember that? Uh, yeah. No, uh, Marvel sure. thing. Bill what Saint about Kevin's Brother did? Voodoo? He was kind of a... Brother Voodoo was cool. They made him cooler. He's old, man. But, uh... Yeah, that's very old. Well, do you, remember, sh- do you sh- remember the old Marvel age where Fred Hembeck would uh, draw yes, Brother yes. Voodoo? Now, that's when Brother Voodoo was cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, we're thankful for, for Fred Hembeck. It's really good to... Uh, where, where's that guy? What's he doing? Uh, go check it out on fredhembeck.com. He's actually one of my one of Fanboy Planet's friends on MySpace. Ooh. Yes. Along with Dean Cook. No, I'm kidding. Oh uh, uh, yeah, I did sign up for Dan Cook because oh, okay. I, yeah. I was new to MySpace. I was young, I was impressionable. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that signing up for Dan Cook made, meant I was a whore. You are. I am. That's okay. That's what, that's what Anyways, anybody, anybody else have any that? turkeys that we oh, want? Yeah, I've got one. I've oh, got, okay. I've got two. Actually, the, and and I'm I'm afraid to bring this one up, but I really really have a problem with Anita Blake. Ooh, you have a problem with Anita Blake? I Tell feel us. like I'm reading a slash comic book. It's, Which the novels do read like. Yeah. I mean, they, they are. I, I have a problem with Anita Blake in, in the coloring. And Dark Horse yeah. did the same thing. And it really, I, I don't like, I, I'm sorry. I'm sure the guy, I mean, it takes talent to draw no matter what. I do understand that. But I don't like the, the art style, that weird cartoony thing. And, and it's the. I now have three. The Dable Brothers always, <laughs> their art always looks like this. And I, I just don't like it. I just don't respond to it. But coloring. And Dark Horse did this with the Buffy and Angel yeah. books. The point of being a vampire and getting away with being a vampire is that you can pass for human. You can't if your skin is marble white. And the fact that they even color Anita Blake that way yeah. and a vampire with darker skin comments after she moves at super speed, no human could have done this. Like, like he's fooled. Dude, she's got marble white skin. Yeah. And and Buffy and Angel, the comics, would do that, too. And I don't think that IDW does that in their coloring of the Angel comics. So I'm, I'm grateful. I know it's a weird point, but it really sticks in my craw. There. No, it, it works with the first name. Sticks in your Derek McCraw. It's all, it sticks in my Derek McCraw. <laughs> I don't even want to know where that is. Okay. Yeah. Yes, you Andy, know. you got three. Well, actually, I think to, the thing we got to be thankful for is clearly right now we're in the age of the writer. These stories, some the stories that are good, are better than they've ever been, in my opinion. Um, we've got books like Astonishing X Men, mm-hmm. um, Brubaker's Daredevil, Brubaker's Captain America, Brubaker's Uncanny X Men. Are you Brubaker's Uncanny X Men? Oh, yeah. Um, any, Brubaker's anything, just about. Um, right. <laughs> fables. Uh, Bill Willingham stuff. Oh, absolutely. Um, and again, A Thousand and One Nights of Winter. Fantastic. Haven't got a chance to read it because it was ship sealed. Thank you very much, Diamond. <laughs> uh, oh. You can blame DC for that. Okay, okay so uh, then what about your turkeys, um, though? We want to hear what really okay, look what it, chaps you your hide. The, 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 look at man. There's no doubt. All-Star Batman and Robin is, is just garbage. Mm. Um, 
Civil War is horrid. Um, <laughs> did All Star Batman and Robin number five come out? No, did it ever? I understand Plastic Man's in it, and so they've almost got me looking. Oh I, like I, I'm almost willing to like thumb through it, but yet I know somehow they will have Plastic Man like effing himself. You know, whoa, whoa, Frank Miller. whoa! No, I, Frank, I, you I'm mean so fanning hor- himself, right? right that's okay. what I meant. Okay. But I'm just horrified by what Frank Miller has done with this run on Batman and Robin. I mean, it's yeah. not the fun that yeah. I, 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 Dark Knight was. The, see, the thing is, though, I don't need it to be fun. I know, Honestly, I, 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 I want my Superman to be fun. I want my Batman to be dark and brutal, but I want it to make sense. Yeah. I want it to fit something. Um, and I, it, it just doesn't. And it's horrid. And Civil War, I, from my understanding, you know, not that I actually listen to you guys when you do your podcast. I do. Uh, clearly not. No, I do. Um, you guys have talked Civil War to death, but it's, it's garbage. It's just, and it, I said to the guy today, earlier, earlier in the podcast, I mentioned that, I gave up Marvel when I was reading Secret War, too. Mm-hmm. Around around that time, I realized I was just buying these books, hoping they would get better, mm. and they weren't going to get better. Yeah. And I've just realized today, I keep reading Civil War. Every time I think, they're going to fix it, that this next issue will be the one that fixes it. But you and I differ on the fact that I think it is getting a little better. Uh, the real problem, I think, with it is that there's not a good unifying force between the issues of Civil War, the magazine, and the side stories. No, yeah. Well, we just found. We, well, the thing is, we just found. We that just a, found a real continuity. No, no, no. We actually just. Um, Adam found it when you weren't looking. Um, <laughs> Civil okay. War number five. The fact that I'm totally outraged that he could lose to the trickster and or the jester. The jester, yeah. He could, I don't and know. Hulk he wouldn't lose to the jester and the, and the jack o' lantern. Jack o' lantern, yeah. Um, of course, if you read the first couple of pages of Amazing Spider-Man 536, it all makes sense. If you haven't read the... Right, yeah. which is what we were saying. That's yeah. the problem. The side stories are busy filling yeah. in these gaps, but, but I it don't clearly like says it clearly says in Amazing Spider-Man 536 that you need to read Civil War 5 and 6 first for it to make sense. I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, I, I'd, say, I'd, I'd say poorly edited, and yet... I think the sheer scope of what they were trying to do is it's hard to keep track. And yet I, and they but, always say that it's hard to keep track, but I'm going, yeah, but dude, it's your job. On a project like that, you need a strong editor who goes across the whole project. It's editing. Yeah. I mean, or just a game plan. It doesn't feel like they have a game plan on this thing, you know? Like, uh, like something like we were talking earlier about 52, you know what I mean? 52... Feels like it's been mapped out and they know where they're going yeah. and it's, and they have a story. one book. True, but they're telling four different stories too. Uh, and, and yeah, and yeah. the other thing I would say, and that goes back to like the beginning of Infinite Crisis, the countdown, what caused that? You know, though I think the execution of Infinite Crisis got really muddled. Yeah, really muddled. The two years leading up to it, if you act, you yeah, know, shame read, given Identity Crisis, how good that was. was and then they, and then Rucka was laying groundwork in Wonder Woman for the things that Wonder Woman did. It made sense. And I didn't feel any contradictions until we got into Infinite Crisis, and then it was like they didn't know what the hell they were doing. Well, can and they we fixed it all in the trade in the hardbacks? So now I gotta buy the hardback. Well, can we can we touch on? Oh well, bef- before we go into this, you had two others or three other turkeys. No, no, that's fine. I was gonna mention that the boys by Garth Ennis. I every issue another one is getting uh, you, you, every okay, issue I, rear play. 
Somebody's getting it up the butt in every issue <laughs> well, see, of, that, okay, of that comic. That doesn't bother me. The fact that there's no likable characters in the book, other than the the guy from uh, the zombie movie, yeah, Shaun, Shaun of the, the Dead, Dead. yeah, the, Wee Huey, the character they call Wee Huey, so clearly meant to be Simon Pegg. But um, it also doesn't play fair because if it's if it's try if if it's a book claiming that which would be an interesting anti-hero stance, almost a Punisher kind of thing, that superheroes are out of control. And if they were recognized by the heroes that were reading anyway, and there's this group taking them down, well, that's interesting. Garth Ennis isn't playing it that way. The superheroes are jerks in The Boys. They're all absolutely... They're you horrible, read, horrible you read them, and you, they're horrible people. Yeah. They deserve to die. As by the, Wait, the, the girl wasn't horrible. No, but she acquiesced. She didn't walk away. Yeah, well, now she's going to be horrible. Well, now she's Probably. soiled. Sure. Thank you. See? Someone, eh. Well, it's kind of like, who did that one uh, Wanted? Who was that? Uh, who that was that? Mark Millar. Oh, okay. So that, I just think it's a trend right now in books. It's like, it's not, I mean, we just want to make you know jerk what, boys. It reminds me of Brat Pack. A, a lot, yes. A lot. But I liked Brat Pack. Yeah, but Brat Pack didn't have any real likable characters either. How many likable characters were there in Watchmen? Uh, uh, many. You could admire uh, people like um, Night Owl. Yeah, Night Owl. Night Owl was likable. Or Rorschach. I mean, crazy, but Rorschach wasn't likable. But he was likable in that Punisher way. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was. You know, the thing is, though, he had motivations. He wasn't like he was for no apparent reason. Right. The superheroes in the boys are just that way because Garth Ennis is having fun. Yeah, and he's setting them up. They're being posed poorly yeah. for the... Uh, yeah, and, and I don't like that. And I didn't feel that way in Brat Pack. You know, though Brat Pack was, you know, I, I agree with you, did a similar did a similar setup. I, that that was, to me, because they had the Max Immortal, too. I, there was two series yeah. that were related. And the Max Immortal, you know, they were understandable. They were, they, to me, felt like, okay, they were groundbreaking views. Now, not only is it unfair, it's just tired. It's not groundbreaking. We, it's not. It's just yeah. repetition. It's just a chance for him to indulge with Derek Robertson, who's doing great art. And, you know, it's, 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 it's cool well, art. Okay. I just what's he saying here? Yeah. What's he saying here? There's nothing, there's nothing being said. There's nothing being done. There's no... What's who who cares what happens to any of these characters? Why, why read it? It's violence for its own sake. It's Garth Ennis being a parody of himself. Yeah. Maybe that's what he's trying to say. But either way, I don't. Well, um, okay. Am I missing the irony? Because you know, no, Alan, Alan Moore no. said everybody, did, nobody got Watchmen. What he was trying to say with Watchmen. Um. Sure, Alan Moore can say that. I'm now. just saying. I know. Sure. I mean, maybe we're just not getting what Garth Ennis is doing. Which, by the way, there's a rumor floating around, and this is just, I think, it's calculated to make Alan Moore um, shave his head and kill himself. That uh, Warner Brothers is shopping around, at, uh, looking for pitches <laughs> for a direct-to-DVD sequel to V for Vendetta. Oh, oh God! Kidding me? Rise, that could be Rise of the V. You know, rise you know what? Of the Living V. <laughs> when Neil Gaiman washed his hands of the Sandman movie, yes, when he was informed that they wanted to make it more of a love story, yes. <laughs> I was when he said, "Okay, I'm done." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he's but, but he he's, said it with a British accent. But he's getting control back in. Yes. Uh, ever see that movie Crow? Why do they refuse to realize that the guys that wrote these stories? And the reason why these stories were successful, there was a reason for it? Yeah. I don't know. Well, I it's mean, getting back to what you said about we're living in the age of the writer. We are really, we have real writers yeah. now going into the comics. It's like TV is getting better because we have real actors, we have movie actors that are going into TV But we series. also have comic book writers going to 
to TV. TV. Yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> and, and vice versa. TV writers going it's to comic books. It's the great cross-pollinization. In fact, TV. I believe that uh, next week or the week after, Adam Brody from television's OC, who plays a comic book He's wannabe, has uh, got a Wildstorm book coming out. So with uh, Danny so, Wilson. So wait a minute. If this is the age of the writer, what happened to Marvel? Why can't they get it? Joe Casada. Oh, okay. Oh, you didn't. Look at. Oh, they got Neil Gaiman. We need it's internals is good. Yeah, internals is great. great. You know what we really need is Joe Casada to step up to the plate and, and first reprint all the old Miracle Mans. And then let Gaiman finish Miracle Man. I don't know if he can do that yet. Legally, yeah, legally it's it's, it's it's still a, it's still a mess. My inside sources say it's not a mess. And we got no. it. You got inside, inside sources. sources. Are you yeah, trusting Marvel? No. Oh, okay. Marvel and good writers. You got Josh Whedon too. No, but yeah. I mean, this is their their flag, their tent pole. Which, by the way, the cliffhanger War. in Runaways that Brian K. Vaughan's leaving for Joss Whedon to pick up is astounding. Did you? Did you I see haven't. It? Uh, seen I haven't that. seen it yet, but. Uh, I, I will. George Captain Scott. to the bridge. <laughs> oh. George Decay is calling in saying, oh my. I almost stopped. Um, it's a great cliffhanger. It's total okay. screw you. Get your right, you know, so that it, Runaways 25 is going to begin with, okay, Joss, write your way out of this. You know, and it's like, <laughs> wow. uh, you, you know what? He'll damn well do it. I haven't read the cliffhanger Oh, yet, I know he will. Oh, I know he will. But it's just fascinating. Well, so It's the same thing Bennis did to Brubaker. Oh, yes. Yeah, get Daredevil out of this. All right, I will. It reminds me of the. Did you guys read that in the '80s, the DC Challenge, where they have a different creative te- team each issue, and they would, and it was like one, so it was a 12 issue miniseries, and it was, it's ridiculous, it's a terrible read, but it's fun. They would just, they would, the rules were, you would set up the cliffhangers, provide the title for the next issue's story, and then just turn it over to the next. So you had, it's like the, this is. This is the series responsible for Buana Beast suddenly having a revival because they would use Buana Beast, like Detective Chimp. All these lame at, lame characters would come out. Scooter was in one. I like Detective Chimp. I like Must Detective Chimp. Bill Willingham is making Detective coma. Chimp. Fascinating. That's once when again, he said, "Don't call me Bobo. That's my slave name." I just about <laughs> lost it. It, it, it. Like I said, it, the, the writers, the stuff that's good mm-hmm. is unbelievably good. The stuff that's bad, blame on Joe Casada. Hey, did anybody else read that uh, 52 where Skeets took down, uh, yeah. was it Harbinger? No, no, uh, no Wave, Wave Rider. Rider. Yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> Skeets says, what is my armor made of? You know, and yeah. it's like, my armor's Wave made Rider of- skin? Yeah, oh, golly! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but 52 is, is, like I said before, 52 is, a, I'm amazed that there are 20-some-odd issues in it. I'm still hooked. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome. I actually had two things I wanted to mention. Okay, go ahead. Go for it. This um, is Andy's show tonight. This is Andy's show. He's back. In so the back of the image books this week mm-hmm. was an editorial by Eric Larson. Mm-hmm. Basically whining about... Um, yeah, I think I read this. Yeah, he's uh, basically whining about, stop thinking we're the old image, we're the new image, look at the books we're doing now. And this was a discussion that we had a couple of years ago. I think I actually had it with some image people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know I've talked about it with you before. Um, anybody that picks up the image books, I think it's worth reading. Any, any guys that don't, you go to your comic book store, flip to the last page of like girls or something and, and read it. Yeah, the guy's not going to kick you out unless you stay for four hours. Um, and open the adult books. So and open the adult books yeah. and then get told not to. But yeah, pick it up and read it. Like I said, it, it does come off a bit whiny and you know, Eric Larson is really a creepy guy, but don't say that. 
<laughs> Dude, that that smile is like really creepy. Okay, you can say it. that. That doesn't make him a creepy guy. No, I, look at I, I've met him at the cons. I, I like the guy, but he's got a creepy smile. Okay, nice guy, creepy smile. Okay, there we go. Nice guy, creepy smile. But no, what I'm saying is, I think the the point of his argument is they're not the old image. They're not the Rob Leefield image anymore. They've got books that are good, and because Marvel is the Rob Liefeld image now, because they've got Rob Liefeld back on Onslaught oh, Reborn. Um, there's some books. I was waiting for that. I mean, issue, by the way. look at look at the books that they got coming out just here. Um, the Casanova's been interesting. Um, Casanova's great. Elephant Man is fan- Elephant Man is just a lot of fun. Um, I haven't read Drain yet. Um, Girls is amazing. Godland. I I don't personally read Godland, but the guys that do say they're they're having a lot of fun like with that. Godland. It's a great Jack Kirby. Pe- yeah. it, it totally is. It reads like a Jack Kirby book. The Nightly News. Whoever, if if anybody who whose taste expands beyond superheroes by some guy named Jonathan Hickman. It's his first comic book. Yep. Um, it's amazing. Pick up the Nightly News. I'm just Image got some Image got some. Oh my mom, kill me. That's awesome. Image has some good books. Image got the stuff. That's their next T-shirt. And, Image got some good books. I just, I just think they're being ignored because they got the eye on it. In fact, Derek's pick of the week this week, Matt Hatter M came out from Image. Mm-hmm. Fell, one of my favorite books, comes out from Image. Uh, Sam Noir, Samurai Detective, which I think is awesome. I think from Image. I think may, and we're talking about the Tony you know, Loco, not from Image, from <laughs> Elusive Arts, but I had to bring it in because it comes out in two weeks. I, I just think it, reading, starts with read his commentary in the back of the Image books, and and if you have room in your in your, your heart. No, if if okay. if your tastes expand beyond superheroes, pick up some of that stuff. Tr- give it a try, because I mean, I hate to think good stuff is sitting on the shelf just because it's got an eye on it. And believe me, there's stuff that has an eye on it that I let sit on the shelf because it uh, that damn eye. Because I'll never forgive what they did. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the, dude, the the stuff that Image did in the eighties and or late nineties. But they, you know, they did kick Rob Liefeld out. Yes, deservedly so. so yes. So, anyways, I just wanted to mention that because I, I read it and I thought, wow, you know what? This is probably worth people seeing. Yeah. Um, the 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 second thing I, I just a question that occurred to me the other day: if we are in the age of the writer, mm-hmm. right? Could they grab somebody like Brew Baker or even Millar, who's doing a horrible job on Civil War, but he still can write some good stuff. Um, Josh Wheaton, those those quality type of guys, and write an Exo Manowar or Bloodshot. Look, does it sound strange? But must you go to your personal no. obsessions? No, I'm just. <laughs> does it? No, so, uh, I'm bitter that it. you know. No, do listen. I get on Metamorpho. No, Dan Jurgens. No, look at who do serious, I get serious, on Power Pack? Serious question. Were the Valiant characters Mark Sumer actually doing a great job? Sort of going back to like the new universe thing. Was the premise of the Valiant characters strong enough where a good writer could take those projects over and put out a good book? I just was reading rereading some Bloodshots and I thought, you know what? This stuff was good when it came out. It's not that good now. Mm-hmm. But the character of itself was interesting. Sure, but the question is who owns it? The guy in Florida. Don Taddeo? Jeb Bush? I don't know. It's uh, <laughs> Is it Taddeo? Taddeo owns... One of the guys in Florida bought the rights. It happened uh, about yeah, a year I, ago. I don't think he... He's the guy that puts out Zoom Suit. Which is, I don't even know if you have. Zoom Suit? I do carry Zoom Suit. Thank okay. you very much. Okay. okay. Well, then good. Hey, John, if you're listening, Zoom Suit's here at Fanboy Planet. John, if you're listening, Exo Manowar. <laughs> yeah. No, I just... Exo Manowar was he a fascinating and, character. He and I have talked about that. I just didn't know that I'm just, he yeah, actually got the I'm rights. just wondering, are those characters from the, the time period that they came out, are they dead? 
I mean, is it like, would there be no interest in him? No character is dead. I mean, anything could get re... I mean... You, yeah, you can revive any character. I mean, for that story. matter, you know what I'd like to see? I'd like to see, and because I thought actually, for what it was, DC did not do a horrible job with the, with the Archie superheroes. Which is bizarre to say, but the I'm fly? going to limb here. The Fly, the Web, uh, the Black Hood. And the Black Fly Web? The, no. The Black Hooded Fly? Shut up. Oh. Uh, the Jaguar? The Black Hooded Fly always scares me. <laughs> the Shield? You know. <laughs> the Black Hooded Fly should uh, scare uh, you. Well, <laughs> the problem is with the, with the Archie characters, some of those characters are meant to be more, you know, they're, they're meant to be more sort of lighthearted and. Yeah, the, yeah. I, I'm just saying, I mean, I, but the Black Hood's not. The Black Hood was like was meant to be. I mean, you know, I'm saying it, it, it is true. We see it time and time again. Like right now, Ryan K. Vaughn is uh, reviving Doctor Strange for the first time in a long time. I'm interested in Doctor Strange as a lead character in this I, new I've series. I've enjoyed the, the Doctor Strange too. The oh, I did not like what J. Michael Straczynski did with him. Did not like the J. Michael Straczynski stuff. But I did also to go back to something Garth Ennis when Garth Ennis wrote Thor Vikings. And Doctor Strange was a supporting character in that. It was a whole new view of Doctor Strange, sort of like this drunken David Niven, who just didn't want to be involved but had to. And oh, and he was funny. And I was like, yeah, why wouldn't he be? I but mean, could somebody? Ex- okay, I, I'm I'm the youngest one here. I'm sorry, but could somebody explain to me the lure of Doctor Strange? Because I know he was big, like in the '70s, right? Or like he was. A I don't big- know if he was legitimately yeah. ever big. I but can give like, you two th- two things to please give, just explain, Doctor Strange. Read the oath. The no, oath but without Grant. without having to read it, though, please. Uh, w- without having to read it. No, no. What I'm saying is, is that's like, crazy talk, you could, man. You could say to me, like, explain the allure of Spider-Man. You go, oh, there's this, you know, the guy. He's down on his luck. He overcomes great obstacles. He's an interesting character. Power of a radioactive he was spider. A hor- he was a horribly, horribly arrogant, conceited surgeon. Right. Got um, that. Lost the use of his hands. Right. Had to be humbled by a monk in Tibet. Or something like that. Tibet. Okay, and, so uh, once he's humble, yeah, I got you know his backstory, I know his origin, but why? Well, what makes him interesting? Saying, yeah, why he read him? He doesn't do it for okay. you. Yeah, why well, read well, him? Well, well, see, here's the thing. Okay. Do you like Zata- Zatanna? No. Oh, of course, oh, we all no. like Zatanna. <laughs> Here, here's the thing. Do, do you, you like, like good stories with good characters? Sure, yeah. but I. Don't. The oath is one of them. Okay. I am. You know the th- the same thing you're saying about mm. Doctor Strange is the same thing I've said about Captain America. Mm. Up until Brubaker started writing it, this 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 current arc, and now I'm thinking, wow, look at this! This Captain America character is interesting. Hmm. The character is only interesting. It doesn't matter what his backstory is. It doesn't matter what his powers are. It, what it matters is, is it a good character with an interesting story? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. He's been a good character a number of times of before, but it's been really on an uneven uh, series. When Steve Ditko was doing it, he did a fant- He created a fantastic. Magic realm, but is that is, so? Is it is the appeal just kind of the magic sorcery kind of thing? Because that's where I'm just trying to figure out. Yeah, is it he's not really an action well, and one hero? Of the, one of the, really... Yeah, because one of the things that um, Brian K. Vaughn is doing, taking him back to that route, the or, the actual first, I think six or seven Doctor Strange stories don't explain who he is at all. He's he's a t- basically a detective solving people if people have. Uh, Problems. He so he's problems. It was like the first one was a guy who is getting visited every night by demons in his dreams, and so Doctor Strange enters. And I remember that, and I you know read that story in that uh, Origins of Marvel Comics book, you know. And 
how freaky that was. And then, and, and, the, and the, the, the mythos is not established at all, except that Doctor Strange is going through the dreamscape and there's Nightmare, my old enemy. I mean, he had, right. he had this history. sense of history before it even began, and it was cool. And then they said, oh, we got to come up with something. And I'm pretty sure it's one of those things Stan Lee's kind of copping to now that Ditko came to him and said, okay, here's what I think his origin should be. You know, and but did this come out with the, like in the era of the whole like horror comics and kind uh, of sci-fi? Well, that was this was a while before. This was he was he this, shared a book with uh, he's Shield. Like, he came out in '62 uh, or '63 because he's was it Tales Tales of Suspense or Tales of Astonish? Yeah. yeah, with Nick Fury, Agent of Shield. Yeah, yeah. half yeah. and half. But you and know, then, uh, Steve, uh, what was his name? Brunner. The artwork uh, art was done by uh, Brunner. Brunner. Uh, yeah, Frank they, Brunner. Frank, Frank Brunner. Brunner. And they did a whole uh, Lovecraft Cthulhu Mythos uh, series. And that well, was see, that's fabulous. I'm just, I'm just trying to, because Doctor Strange is a staple in the Marvel Universe. And I've been reading Marvel since I was a kid. And I, to this day, just can't figure out Doctor Strange. And, and I'm trying to, I'm, I'm saying this only because how many relaunches have they given Strange? You know what I mean? He just hasn't right. yeah. caught they, they on. He just hasn't. Well, that's you, what I'm kind of you exploring. Want to know I'm this exploring is one of the things that. they've said. I can't remember which creator I, I read say this, but it's like how every it's it's almost like Captain Marvel over at DC, you know, Shazam, that every creator wants to do a book about Doctor Strange, but they don't even want to buy it mm. if it's by somebody else. They want to see their version. Mm. Brian K. Vaughn and Marcos Martin, who is doing a Steve Ditko riff, and I've never seen one before. I mean it's so effective that it's like it looks like Marcos Martin but then you look at a panel, it's like, yeah, Ditko, it's got the Ditko composition. Is this the Oath one we're talking about? Yeah. It's the first one I've read where I've gone, yeah, that's interesting. Because I was a kid, it was like, oh, I've never had a comic book by this, right? And I'd collect runs. And in the, you know, 80s, I spent way too much money, you know, and I bought everything. I never bought a Doctor Strange book. I'm with you, man. I did Neither not, did I. I did not get so it. Oath. Well, see, I always had a... I'm not a Doctor Strange fan either. I didn't read Doctor Strange. Um... I read the Stravinsky thing, and I said, yep, no, Doctor Strange is still stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm reading The Oath, and I'm thinking, hey, you know what? Doctor Strange is all of a sudden interesting. So what's, yeah. what makes The Oath interesting? If you could just give us a – don't spoil it, but give us a, a brief – I'd say he's taking it back to these roots yeah. where he is, a pro- he is solving problems of the common man. The other thing is oh, he's – personal, There's a personal, a personal tie, too. as well, but, he's, but he keeps coming up against – he's trying to find supernatural answers to a problem facing him – that isn't supernatural at all. You know, like, is it a la kind of House? Like that show House? I have not watched House. I, I don't watch it either, but their premise is it's like... really good. He's the unorthodox doctor who finds kind of. unorthodox kind problem. Of. I mean, that he's could, kind of an ass. And that's what they're playing back with is that he was arrogant. This is coming back and he laid flashback to his arrogance and how he's better now. But he's not that much better. Yeah, he's still... Mm-hmm. And they brought back the night nurse. Yeah, which I think it's kind of funny. Well, I've always thought if they were ever my take on the Doctor Strange thing real fast is they were going to make them interesting. I thought you like the Night Nurse. I got the reference. I, I'm I'm wondering how many people are going to get the Night Nurse. I didn't get it. Night Nurse reference. Everybody knows no, the Night Nurse. Yeah, right? She's been a character in, in Marvel for the last couple of years. Brian Michael Bendis brought yeah. her back, and she she did have her own uh, title like uh, yeah, one or two I, issues in the early seventies. Yeah, I think yeah, what I've forgotten. I think what they what Marvel has proven. Almost proves my almost goes back to my point about the the bloodshot thing. Yeah, you take no a good character. you take a good writer. Yeah, well, yeah, that's how we got on it, right? Yeah, right. You, so you, you take the good. You take a good writer. You take the bad. You give him a character. The and facts of because the thing is, is there is there anybody that's read um, 
uh, Alan Moore's 1963. Yes. Alan Moore does a Doctor Strange type character. Yeah. Johnny, Johnny Beyond. Beyond. Yes. Um, which was loads of fun. Yeah. Um, Alan Moore could do a Doctor Strange. That would probably blow my mind. I think, like DC, Marvel is hated by Alan Moore. Yes, of course. I'm just saying. So, I mean, it's, uh, I, I recommend, I mean, if you like good stories, you know what? Let Civil War number six sit on the shelf by Doctor Strange. Interesting. Okay. Which or, is, or if Marvel hey. wants an interesting Doctor Strange story, I have it. So call me Marvel. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. That's going to work a lot. Uh, but let's hey, go. I got to try. You know, uh, as I, as I said, we've gone through the turkeys now that, uh, after Thanksgiving, Friday is what is historically known as Black Friday, which is the day that all the stores go in the black uh-huh. because the sales are huge. Really? Oh, that's and, what it was. Well, that's the theory. Okay. And, and, uh, I've been getting a lot of requests from publicity companies like, you know, would you mention these, you know, this product in your holiday gift guide and blah, blah, blah. So let's go around and say if, if uh, you had the money to buy a gift. We have the cash register. register oh, that was nice timing. The, the cash register in the background. Let's talk about, let's get that holiday gift guide going. What do you think this, this year going to be, the, the, you know, the item that you would recommend? If somebody comes in here and says, I know a guy who's a fan, what should I get him for Christmas? Tony Loco number one. Oh, no, I wasn't going for that. Can you hear no, the lips smacking? Oh, please. Please, and that remind me, of course, attend here at FanboyPlanet.comics 2950 El Camino Real Suite 105 in Santa Clara. 2950? 2950. That's your address. 29... Touch. 2725. Thank you. 2725? 2725 Suite 105. Just go to Juicy Burger and look to the left. Yeah, there you go. No, look to the right, sorry. You get the print in your business. See, card. you don't even know. You don't know where you are. I know where to go. Anyway, the point new- is that on December sixth, in two weeks, when Tony Loco number one comes out, we will be having a party and signing here. So uh, party? that's a well, you know, are there there's, there's a line here? forming outside right now. There is. This guy's camping out. Uh, we we spread well, the rumor that we've actually that- got a PlayStation. Oh, three. I was gonna go there <laughs> <laughs> once again, it. stealing it from. I was gonna. Use, I was gonna use the Wii, but yeah, the Wii. Well, I gotta go Wii. Uh, yeah, so. That's I twice, McCall. I was having trouble deciding between the PlayStation and, uh, the, Wii and the Wii. <laughs> Wii. Yeah. And, you know, because I was going there too. I, you know, but I'm ready to go and say, you know, I'm, 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 I'm curious to get, you know, I might even break down so a bit. Are these comic book gifts or? Well, you know, fanboy related things, not like, you know, perhaps related. things that you could buy at fanboyplanet.store. Dot com- store oh, would yeah. be. I got great. one. I got yeah. one. Okay, good. Drawer boxes. Drawer boxes, drawer box. you know, excellent, actually, excellent. you wouldn't think of those. Very good. And you have a visual aid right behind you. And of course, it's a visual aid, but there it is. These drawer boxes. Now, explain this. I hear they're the new thing. These are these are these are comic boxes. They're the standard shape and size of your normal comic box. They don't have a lid. They're a drawer. Um, they slide out, so you. They say you can stack six of them full with full on top of each other and pull the bottom drawer out. So you wouldn't have to pull all five boxes off to get to them. That's wow. great. Have you, so have you put this to Steve? Steve has stood on one. Really? Wow. Well, look and, at him. He's scrawny. He weighs like Steve weighs a ninety-eight like ounces soaking wet. They are deceptively strong. If you're buying a gift for a comic, uh, if you're a wife whose husband collects comic books and they're all filling up in the thing. If you're a husband whose wife collects comic books, because let's not be sexist. I if you're a mother whose children. If you're a female who might no. even be listening to this. Or if oh. you collect comic books. <laughs> please call us. Please. We want to know who you are. Okay. These door boxes are great. Well, my wife listens. Um, I'm told that you can go to the website of the door box manufacturer and they will have a listing of who's selling their books. 
mm-hmm. or their boxes. I'm selling their boxes. So fanboyplanet.com, except 2725, El Camino Real. Sweet 105. Sweet. In Santa Clara, has these drawer boxes. What's yes. your phone number? Give us a shout out on the phone number. 985-7481 with a 408 area code. Okay, there we go. Say Very that official. again a little slower. 408-985-7481. Ask for Steve. Ask for Steve because he's the only one who because answers he the will, phone. Because if I answer the phone, I'll forget what you wanted. So right. Steve, Steve, will, Steve will actually write it down. Oh, wow, that electroshock therapy is is paying off for you. So comic book drawer boxes, this, that's really cool. Uh, Lon? You know, I don't. The thing I want they don't have here, but it's a fanboy related thing. I'm I'm looking forward to. I think there's a new Marvel Legends line that's coming out in uh, right in time for Christmas uh, with the Modok series. I oh think. yeah, yeah. The little so, each, 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 I can each. actually I can actually get those. Oh well, we're gonna talk after the show. Um, but uh, I think <laughs> I just I just saw the House of M Legend figures. Oh, interesting. Uh, the Hulk is cool. Alrighty, but he comes with an Iron Man. Um, and we, we don't like Iron, Iron Man, Man. <laughs> but uh, that's especially I, not House of Am Iron Man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that's probably Gundam my. Man. I, I'm the I'm the toy guy here at the group, and I I love the toys. So if we can get you know my hands on some Marvel Legends, then that would be fantastic. That's yeah, I can get those. Oh, okay. talk to me. All right, all right. So there we go. Deal being made right here. Yes. You know when you're buying comics. Uh, when you're buying comic-related things for somebody, you yeah. have to make sure that they don't have it already. That's mm-hmm. usually people screw up. But um, So I say this with that guidance to make sure they don't have it, but I am loving the trade paperbacks of Fable, working through them. Yeah. And I think that you know you buy one, two, three, depending upon how much you want to spend. It's entirely scalable uh, by the first trilogy, and uh, that's, that's a great gift. Oh fable, yeah, fable trade. Paper there are packs. a lot of great trades uh, that uh, trades make good gifts for okay. like non-comic people. Yeah. Fables is Fables is one of those books that non-comic people are enjoying. I've Ooh. I've given it to a yeah. couple of people now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm going to go for uh, and I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago the the $100 tin uh, Superman movie set. It's you know it, that's something exciting to see the. Uh, although I think it may be cooler if I had the British version. I've been taunted by my friends on the BBC that uh, does he have an accent in the British version? No, no. But there's like more extras. There's, there's that would be cool. That would be so cool. Was. Suddenly, uh, look well, up in the sky. I believe at the time Christopher Reeve was uh, you know, dating a British woman, Gay Exton, the that, the dancer. But uh, I, the, that tin set of all the of all the films, all five films, well, four and Superman four. Uh, he was, he was know, dating a gay dancer? No, Gay Exton was her name, the mother of oh, his two okay. older children. Thank you uh, for bringing See, I don't just do tenor. it. It's not just no, me. It's not, but, you okay. know, but look, but look okay. who it is. He mumbles, oh, man. It sounded like he said gay dancer. <laughs> sure. Anyway, uh, so the Superman collector set, five movies, the uh, documentary Look Up in the Sky, and there's more to it. I, I've heard rumors, still have not confirmed, but, but that the Max Fleischer brother cartoons are remastered digitally. So that's what Derek I've wants heard that for rumor. Christmas. Yeah. From you. Yeah, right, from right. me. So, uh, but no extra figures. That's something that I, I do sort of, I want for Christmas. But uh, I'm also thinking, you know, and I'll turn to, I think Rick and Lon are better experts on this. What platform should we be disappointed that we can't get for Christmas oh, gaming-wise? Gaming you know, the one that I'm really disappointed I couldn't get because I was out of town, didn't have time to spend in line. Mm-hmm. Uh, was the Wii? The Wii. I think the Wii is a is a different type of gaming system. If you look at the Xbox 360 versus the PlayStation 3, 
you're saying you're looking at polygon counts and what kind of how much memory they have, how fast they are. I can't the, tell. Games, the games look pretty much the same. The Wii, and I'm a big Xbox 360 fan, so I'll, I'll say that uh, on top. Um, but no, the, we don't the Wii, the Wii has a unique uh, controller and mm-hmm. looks to have some very exciting and fun party games, which uh, yeah, uh, yeah. N- N- Nintendo will actually been sort of that area too. I yeah. know my daughter with the previous Nintendo, the Mario parties, yeah, were like fun. fantastic for her. She had a lot of fun. But what I was going to say was the Xbox 360, they just started letting you download TV shows, right? That starts this week. And so you can get high-definition television shows. Now I'm going to have to go buy an Xbox. Let's see. Dang it. uh, Apparently, the way this works is um, I I think it's about $4 for download. You can keep it as long as you like. Once you start watching, you've got 24 hours to finish it, and then it goes away. So it's a $4 Uh, $4 rental. Well, that's a joke. Look it. I haven't seen all the Lost episodes yet. Someone's going to find a way to I'm going to go yeah, buy I, it. I'm going to go buy an Xbox so I can see that the rest of the That was movies. I think there's a slightly... I haven't, I haven't read what they're doing, they're doing with TV, but there's a slightly different thing. Uh, you can download some of the previews on Xbox Live right now. You can watch okay. all the Lost episodes oh. online. Anyway. Yeah. Well, I don't want to watch it online. I want to watch it on my TV. But the thing is, I think the, the Wii is going to be the one for this Christmas because the PlayStation... Is unavailable. Is not, well, it's not only unavailable, it's not ready. Well, they're well, both sold out. The other thing, though, too, is... But you're right, I was, it's not ready. It's not perfectly backwards compatible. They knew that. No, they knew it. Here's yeah. my recommendation for lied. gamers. Yeah. For recommendation for gamers, since Wii and PlayStation are going to be so hard to get right now, that what they're saying about both, and even the Xbox 360 is, they're all geared towards high-def monitors, and a lot of people aren't getting the high-def monitors. So yeah. my suggestion is, wait on the consoles for this Christmas, because they're going to go to... You don't want to have to pay all the high prices. Shell out the cash and get the high-def TV... Or the you know the good looking TV. So then, when the consoles are more available and you can get to them, then you'll be able to play them at the capacity they were designed for. Because right now, all these people are going out and on eBay, they're selling for two thousand, three thousand dollars. Right. So save that money, get a nice looking TV, and in a couple months, when they're more available and the Christmas hype's all gone, and they're fixed. Yeah, and they're yeah, fixed. And the bugs are done. Yeah. You'll have an awesome television to well, play them on. You know, That's the, my the, advice. The thing is, though, I'm not looking at buying. I'm going to buy the PlayStation 3 eventually. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking at buying it. Just I'm not looking at it as the, a game system. I'm looking at it that right now my PlayStation 2 is my my living room's DVD player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I'm looking at the uh, PlayStation 3. It's got the blue Blu-ray. 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 Blu-ray disc. Right. So um, the, the PlayStation 3 has Blu-ray. The uh, the Xbox has the HD. Um, HD format. DVD. Yeah, DVD format. What's really going to happen? Is it's not going to matter because you're going to download your stuff to the hard disk. I don't know. I mean, because I think it, with the Blu-ray thing in particular, uh, if you have a family, uh, if you have kids, then Blu-rays got to be the way. To, the PlayStation Three is going to be the way to go because Disney's throwing their might behind Blu-ray. And I, and if you're a fan of Disney, I know perfectly well the reason they're not admitting this, but the reason that the Cars DVD that just came out is the sparsest. DVD that Disney has released for Pixar ever. It just it doesn't even have voiceover commentary. It's just like there's a 15 minute documentary. There's deleted you know deleted scenes and that's it. And there, but in the preview, you know how they always have the sneak previews of other things that are coming up. Big push for Blu-ray. 
And I think that's going to be just like now they're safe and they know that if they've got the material that people want, they want, they're going to upgrade well, We could do another 20 minutes geeking on HD yeah. DVD versus Blu-ray. Maybe next week. Yeah. Maybe Knock next week. Drag out. But I, I, I'm actually, I'm really convinced Let's, that the download is, is going to be the way to go. And it's genetically in my family that if there's two technologies that are emerging, you will buy the wrong my one. My family will buy the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> but as far as, but boy, you still I have, that beta I have an Atari computer. <laughs> How's your 8-track collection going? Eight tracks actually were the dominant uh, media <laughs> oh. at their time. Um, this is starting to sound like conspiracy. There, there were two, there were two different types of laser discs. We had the wrong one. Okay. Um, it's just so it's like I'm convinced that I was. I talked to a couple people today, and I'm pretty convinced my dad would have bought the HD. So that's the only reason why I'm looking at the oh, God rest his soul. So there we go. <laughs> and uh, thanks, Mister Mead, for at least imparting some wisdom to your son, even if you didn't mean to. So. Uh, in two weeks, December 6th, come here, 2725 El Camino Real. If you have any, uh, for the Tony Loco release party, and if you have any questions, comments, complaints. And we will be signing autographs, right? Oh, yeah, I'll okay. be signing autographs. I'm going to try and arrange Mark for T. For free this time, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Mark T. Uh, am I signing autographs? You're yeah. signing baseballs. <laughs> but we did do a full page Slugger. ad. Slugger. We did do a full page ad for you in the book. All right. Is Steve in it? No. Good. Aww. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but Mark T is coming up, and I wish say there's a Mark T project I want to uh, plug is that this week the Punisher extended edition came out, special edition, and the animatic at the beginning, the new the lost opening, uh, is animated, directed by the artist on Tony Logo, Mark T. So we've got this kind of Marvel connection going this week. So you know, all right, there we go. Hooray for Teague. Hooray, hooray, and there we go. Thanks everybody for listening, and uh, please comment at editor at fanboyplanet.com or go to our forums. Or Andy at fanboyplanet.com? You can write to Andy, but, you know, he doesn't have the attention span to write you back. I love you. I've been very good this week. This week. It's Wednesday. I'm on my medication. (laughs) Okay. All right. We'll see you next. We'll talk to you next week. 